Welcome to issue 196 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at the, that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting. I'm one of your hosts, Will, aka Thunderball with the New York accent. Joining me is Daniel. Hello, welcome back. I'm, well, I shouldn't say welcome back. You've been here all week. Um, how's Mike's bed? You know, I think it's starting to get the right divots for me. So it's, it's it. feeling good. His good. deodorant, though, I honestly don't understand how it works for him. The scent is just completely off. It's Canadian. Yeah, metric scent. So, yeah. yeah. It did smell a lot like cedar. Cedar <laughs> and bears. Yep. Yep. And joining us in this is Steve. Hey, Will. Welcome back. Thanks again for having me and tolerating me in your house for a full week. Well, you buy pizza sometimes. That's cool. So thanks. Look, pizza yeah. gets arrived. Let's not sully my name by saying I pay money for it. Well, uh, we don't care. You buy your pizza, and that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't ask. So. What? Do I, what? Yeah. You know what we do ask, though? It's what we do ask, we ask? We ask Daniel. Daniel, what is on your mind tonight? Patreon. Ooh. Steve, did you know? Will, did you know that we have a Patreon? I, I did. did. Yeah. Um, and I think it's time to shout out a supporter. We've got Mag. Now, you might know him, Chris, from Hall of Heroes, that incredibly awesome website. Steve, what can the good people find on this website? Uh, everything. Marvel Champions related. Everything. Everything. Uh, you can find links to content creators. You can find images of the cards. Uh, you can find, you know, part link. Some of the neat links to the content creators they have are like if you're looking for interviews. He's kind of have has it all collated in one spot. Um, it's amazing. Pictures, like yeah, pictures of promo, and, and it'll be fast too. He has that stuff up there quick. He probably yeah. already has this show on there. Like and. <laughs> More often than not, I have used his site to inform Asmodee reps of when certain things were being released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has all that good information on there. Also, Chris is one of those people who puts on Con of Heroes. So, oh, yes, he's a you know he's a big supporter of this game and this community. Um, so. While he does a lot, he's not doing enough for us personally as villains, so we need to give him a job. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Turns out that the light bulbs in the lair keep going out. I discovered that sort of recently. Uh, up that's, it's kind of annoying. I think we have some power issues because of all the experiments going on in the lab. Mm. Uh, so... Specifically, the basement. His job is now light bulb changer. I want him to replace every light bulb consistently. Unfortunately, we don't really have any quality ladders. We just have like a bunch of rolly chairs and suspiciously fragile boxes he's going to have to stack on top of each other to get to the lights. But yeah, but maybe. for the paycheck he's earning, you know, it's just it was a little hazard. Right. Easy. But for real, thanks, Mag. Thanks, Chris. Um, for, for helping us out and supporting the show. It's really awesome. Yeah. Thank you to all our patrons. Yeah. Well, 
We're not here just to say nice things about other people, Steve. No, we're what are usually you really not. here for. Yeah, we're gonna do Project Wide Awake Part Two. Part two. So we're gonna look at all the encounter cards. And we're gonna do a little bit of lore as well. Okay. In part two. I, I have got my hands on some of the rap sheets that our sentinels are using when they track down these criminal X-Men. And uh, I thought maybe we could go through a few of them. Uh, we could talk about talk about them. So, okay, sounds awesome. All right. So first, before we talk about these escapees, let's just remind folks how they're going to get them. So there are four of these abduction protocol side schemes that are going to come out in play. And when they are defeated, the player who defeats the side scheme gets to take a random captive ally and put it into play under their control, not into their deck, not into their hand, right into play. There's four of those. There's also the very, very 1990s mutants at the mall that when you defeat it, you get a Sentinel minion, but you also get to flip it over. And on the backside is Jubilee. So there's really five allies that the heroes get to have. Five criminals. Five criminals. Criminals. Yes. Uh, They can ally themselves with these criminals. There's five of them. I think that's more than the number of minions that actually comes in the set. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's not fair. Uh, it's not fair at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I got a I got a little rap sheet here. Let me tell you about the first of these escaped captives. Boom Boom. Oh. Boom Boom. Otherwise known as Tabitha Smith. So she's a female, born in Roanoke, Virginia, USA. First appears in 1985. And her known associates are the Exterminators. Oh, I kind of like that name. The New Mutants, the <laughs> X-Men, Hounds, the Underground, X-Factor, and the Beyonder, oh. who is fairly cosmic level. Boom Boom is known for having time bomb power. She creates these little balls of plasma that explode with a concussive force, mm. uh, blowing up probably things she shouldn't be blowing up. Uh, and according to the Sentinels, her threat assessment level is a four. I don't know out of how many. Ten? I think a ten. I don't know. Okay. So, let's... Steve, why don't we hear about, like, the card? Okay. Go ahead. Boom Boom is a unique ally ugh, with the Tabitha Smith title. Costs two, one thwart, one attack, three hit points, captive X-Men traits. Response, after Boom Boom attacks an enemy, place one bomb counter on it. At the end of the player phase, remove all bomb counters from play and deal two damage to each enemy for each bomb counter removed from it this way. And it has a wild resource icon. She attacks, she attaches a bomb counter, and at the end of the player phase, it'll blow up and they'll take some damage. So it's kind of her time bomb, the themes there. Um, So it's only damaging... Oh, right, right, okay. Yes, it's only damaging the character the, the bomb counter is attached to yes mm-hmm. she's sticking the bomb counter on you and then it's blowing up oh that's yeah. fun yeah um, that's fun i think we played her correctly when we played her i she's good yeah i mean she's just gonna do three damage to something every turn yeah i don't know if you'd ever thwart with her i don't see why you would now two dollars that's not very much and like all these people when you first get them they're just in your play area yeah, free. It's definitely worth free. My goodness. 
Yeah, I think probably the hero should be using her to thwart and just ignore the attack ability. That's or just chump block. You should probably yeah. chump block with zero tolerance. Chump block right away. Right away right, with her. Right that's well. what she comes out. That's what you save her for. Mm-hmm. Wow. I like the chump block idea. Okay. Yeah. I like her look. She's got a cool look. Yeah. All right. Well, before we talk too finally about this character, Daniel, check out the next one. You want me to check out the next one? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You mean Cannonball, a.k.a. Samuel Guthrie, male, born, Kentucky, USA. How come he doesn't get a town? I, I, they didn't give us a town. Boomba was from Roanoke, which isn't that far away from me, Steve. Yeah, that's true. Actually, Virginia's huge. I think it's like 9,000. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Cannonball, a.k.a. Samuel Guthrie. He's a male born in Kentucky, USA. First appearance in 1982. Known associates, the New Mutants, S.H.I.E.L.D., AIM, X-Force, Avengers, Hellions, Powers, Thermochemical Energy Field Propulsion. That means he can thrust his body through the air at great speeds and power, and he's nearly indestructible while doing this. Well, that would explain his threat assessment six. Mm -hmm. Lord. And also would explain his name of Cannonball. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So his card, let me tell you about it. He's another $2 uh, unique ally. Cannonball, Sam Guthrie, uh, one thwart, two attack, and the attack's got a little star. He takes minus one consequential damage after he attacks and defeats a minion. Huh. I'm pretty much invulnerable when I'm blasting. That's yeah. Kentucky for you, everybody. Yeah. All right. Um, three hit points. Forgot to mention that. They're all kind of squishy in that way. But uh, actually, three, three, I guess, is good. Standard ally hit points, right? Yeah, well, and he could let be. He could last a lot longer, right? Right. Yeah. If you if the heroes are timing the attack so that he finishes off the minion, he'll take no consequential damage. He's basically another version of uh, Tigra, right? Yeah, kind of in a sense, kind of that idea. Although she always has a hit point of damage on her. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. What do you think of him? Um, pretty solid. I mean, two attack. Where you don't take any damage, like that's that's bad for the minions. So <laughs> bad for the minions. Oh golly! All right, I'm really appreciative that he's specifically part of Project Wide Awake, so that he is not in any set that there is a two uh, two health minion in. So you're gonna have to work to get yeah. that. You know. He'd make short work of a whole bunch of weapons runners, wouldn't he? Oh yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that is a good point, Will. These guys only show up in Project Wide Awake. You cannot use them elsewhere unless you're house ruling something. So, Do they have other ramifications in the campaign beyond this? Encounter? Yes. They, if you rescue them and don't let them get captured under zero tolerance, you can then add them to your deck in future scenarios. Mm. So oh, if you're playing campaign, if you're just playing a standalone yeah. scenario, that's not the case. Right. Got it. Cool. All right, All right, well, you're up. Okay, I have Richter, a.k.a. Julio Richter, male, born in Guadalajara, Mexico. First appearance in 1987. Known associates, X-Factor, X-Men, New Mutants, X-Force. Powers, energy protection in the form of seismokinesis? Seismokinesis, I imagine, right? Like seismic powers? Yes. Right? Huh. There's a little red underline under that word, Steve. I think you made it up. 
I yep. didn't make it up. I just cut and pasted it from <laughs> a different source. And Spelltrack does not know what seismokinesis is or whatever, but he can uh, he can generate and manipulate seismic energies. Right? Okay. He, he's like an avalanche character. Will, what's his threat assessment? Threat assessment of five. Mm. Mm. Okay. So he's slightly stronger than Boom Boom and less uh, less dangerous than Cannonball. Okay. Well, let's see if the card backs that assessment up. Let's do. Uh, so Richter is two money dollars to play. Uh, one fort, one attack, but he also has an asterisk on his attack. Mm. Uh, response, after Richter attacks, deal one damage to the villain and each minion engaged with him. Uh, three health, as uh, everyone preceding has been. And his flavor text is, man, have you got one weird life ahead of you pretty good right he's he's a squirrel girl every time he attacks yeah right or at least whoever you're engaged with yeah he's a limited squirrel girl right yeah but he he if you attack with him first he can knock off all the toughs that are out there that you have right also squirrel girl doesn't have three health <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> like she has like infinite health because she comes in Hurts herself for one, and then chumps blocks for 20. But then she goes under zero tolerance. So. Well, here, but in okay. real life, she's the best ally in the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. All I right. Take that back. Maria Hill is amazing. There you go. Uh, she's no squirrel girl. <laughs> um, though she stays on the table as long. Um, I like Richter a lot. Well, I mean, you mean you hate him a lot. Right, that's what I meant. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Get- I like I like having him captured a lot. Yes. Keep yes. him under yes. captured. Yes. 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 Yeah, we don't want um, the heroes getting a hold of him. Steve, I can't wait for your uh your brogue, your Scottish accent in this next card. Oh boy. All right. Uh that means I'm reading Wolfsbane. AKA Rain Sinclair. I have no idea if I said that right. It could be Ronnie. Ronnie Sinclair? Could be. Could be Ron. But that is, I mean, I think it's Ronnie. Ronnie Sinclair. Female. Born in Ullapool, Scotland. First appearance, 1982, with the known associates of the New Mutants. X-Men, X-Factor, Excalibur, the Brat Pack. Wait, wait, what? Like, wait. Did you say the Brat Pack? Brat Pack. You mean like the 80s movies, kids? No. Like there's there's a Marvel group. And... Yeah. I think the Brat Pack and Marvel probably emulates them or has named themselves after them if I had to guess. I don't really know who they are. That is fantastic. I think you're pronouncing name. it wrong. It's actually the Brat Pack. They're a bunch of sausage wielders. <laughs> oh. Or yes. or maybe maybe I missed a hyphen and it's the B Rat Pack. The rats. There you go. They're the B they're B rated rats. Um yeah, wow. If if Will Spain, what if it is Molly Ringwald? <laughs> There's so many possibilities here. All right, yeah. I'm looking at this card differently now. Go ahead. Right. Sorry. Well, her power is lycanthropy. Is that a power or a condition? I don't know. She has okay. the ability to transform into a wolf with very, very enhanced physical characteristics, along with a healing factor when she's in wolf form. So, unfortunately, no. I'm saying, uh, <clears throat> fortunately, her threat assessment is only a three. Okay. Um, so she's a little weaker than the rest of them, at least in the comics. So what about her card? So Wolfsbane is a two-cost ally with a one-thwart, two-attack, 
three hit points, captive X-Men, and Wolfsbane's attacks gain piercing. Okay. Okay. I didn't ken why you're doing this, but if you hurt my friends, then you're in for a world of hurt. That was pretty good. Took me a second, but yeah. I apologize to any Scottish <laughs> listeners. Get in the comments, folks. Because clearly we think that Scots people sound like Irish people. But anyway. Or Irish, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, have Has she and uh, Wolverine ever met? Because they wear the same clothes. Uh, I, yes. I mean, she's been associated with the X-Men, so there's a good chance. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's an X-Men uniform there, right? She's got on. So, okay. yellow and black. Who's Who is behind that white mask under her left armpit? Or up to the top right. I think they're yeah. Uh, yeah. they're villains of some kind. Just villains of some kind? Because that's a creepy villain. I'd like to see that card. Yeah. yeah, Whatever that is. Yeah. Um, threat assessment, threat level three. Uh, it makes sense to me. Of the four we've seen so far, she seems the weakest. Yeah, she's just too piercing. A couple different attacks. It's very straightforward. She's very straightforward. She, yeah. she just, she hits, she removes the tough, keeps going, right? So there's no toughs out there. She's not doing anything else. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to point out, like, they put the piercing in the pack with the with the villain that has toughness. Oh, that's a fair point, Will. Yeah. Mm. So now you, you know, you find your first one of the, uh, you find your first one of the abduction protocols, you pull Wolfsbane down, you got that, you got that uh, toughness for when you flip it to uh, three. Or for when you flip uh, Sentinel to two, it's just unfair. It's setting them <laughs> up for failure. It, it could happen right off the beginning, right? Because you start with an abduction protocol in play. Yeah, but are you going to really starts with a tough? Are you going to thwart enough? It is a crisis, like you said before. You do kind of yeah, have to go after have it. To. Solo yeah. game, it's only four threat. You I know, guess that's pretty it's, easy yeah. for a cheaty, cheaty yellow deck. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I get a free ally. And you get one of these four. I mean, even Richter, who is if you if you have another minion in play with you, he's going to ping a tough. He's going right? to ping the tough off. Yeah. Yep. I mean, or just attacks the villain and still ends up doing a damage to the villain because the attack will take care of the tough, and then the response will. Right, because it's after. Good call. Yeah. Yep. They're two distinct damage or points of damage. Yeah. Well, you were right last week. This is just a cakewalk. It's, I think it is completely inappropriate how much they set up the Sentinels to fail. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know in my first out. campaign, in my first campaign of this on Standard, though, uh, we lost. I don't, I forget how, but we did. Did you, did you get zero tolerance, possibly? Not really? No, it, it wasn't. happening. No? Yeah, I think, I, I think think it is it, it had to do with a certain treachery slash obligation that I suspect we'll talk about. Okay. Oh, well, there are these four allies, and then yet there's one more. Yeah, um, the one in the back of the uh, Mutants at the Mall. Yeah. She's there playing arcade games, right? In the cartoon? Yeah, yeah. When they find her, yeah. She's got her day glow on with her funky sunglasses and stuff, just hanging out. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, who's going to tell us about Jubilee? Is that Will? I think Will can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jubilee, also known as Jubilation Lee, female, born in Beverly Hills, California, USA. First appearance, 1989. 
Known Associates, X-Men, New Warriors, Excalibur, Generation X. Powers, Lumikinetic Explosive Light Blast. This is generating globules of energy that vary in power and intensity, from colorful sparkles of bla to blasts capable of smashing objects. Because Lumikinetic was inherently obvious for what it meant. <laughs> we gave you all the fun words. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was thinking about that. Thank you, Daniel. I, I see what my job is here is to uh, make it look like I can't speak the English language. That's good. <laughs> I don't think Lumi Kinetic is English. Nope. <laughs> it's a marvel. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not enough. She also has psionic shields as a defense against telepathic detection or attacks. This leads her to a threat assessment of five, the same as right. Okay. Okay. Let's take a look at her card. So Jubilee has a cost of zero, a thwart of one, an attack of one, a victory of minus one. So mm -hmm. when she uh, when she's defeated, she's leaving the game. Three health. The first player controls Jubilee. She does not count against your ally limit. Action, exhaust Jubilee, and spend an energy resource to deal two damage to an enemy. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. Um, because you can just channel power into her to do the damage, so she never has to die from consequential attacking or thwarting, right? Sure, you need the energy resource, but maybe you have one. Maybe you need to throw two damage across the table in a multiplayer game. She doesn't count against your ally limit, which is pretty solid. So your strength and numbers are going to go off stronger. Your uh, your Cyclops player is inherently so much happier. Yep. The one trick with her is she only has an X-Men trait. So if you're playing any team card that isn't an X-Men team, she's going to mess it up when it says, if you control all X-Force characters, if you only control Avenger characters. Uh, so at least she does that for us. That's definitely appreciated. Um I will say, like, knowing what box this is in, knowing who, you know, who's playing it and with what, you are going to see a lot of X-Men. Sure. Um, sure. It's also always struck me a little weird, like, the, the X-Men traded when so many of the X-Force are also X, could be X-Men traded. It's, uh, it breaks the immersion a little bit for me. Yeah, they tend to not double up the team traits. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a gameplay balance issue, right? Um, they don't want, you know, because you, you look at some characters, like this character could be a web warrior, a champions, and an Avenger, right? Like, Spider-Man could have 100 traits on him. Um, and I think that's that's purely mechanical in deck building, that yeah. you don't get too, too many doubles. I don't know if you get any double teams, but yeah. Now, here's a question, and I don't know if you know the answer. Oh, this is a quiz? Uh, this is a rules question. Oh. What... Where does Jubilee go when she dies? Does she go under zero tolerance, or does she go to the victory display? Ooh, um, okay. Hold on, hold on. All right, I want to read Project or Operation Zero. To forced response. I bet that happens before victory display. That's my guess. Will, what do you think? Uh, see, now you've got me looking, uh, looking at the rules for victory display. Oh, oh you're actually looking? That's cheating. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, villainous of you, Will. Well done. Isn't that like directly in character here? Come on. Yeah, excellent work. This was a test. This was a test of Will's villainy, wasn't it, Steve? It was. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I think force doesn't that force always just mean it happens first? Like you have to you have to do that. Victory is a the victory keyword is a is a keyword. Okay. Okay. All right. So then we have to look at the timing chart. And step one in the timing chart on page five of the current RRG says constant abilities, keywords, and then symbols are the first thing you do. So it's a keyword. So you do that first. She ends up in the victory display. Step two, our status card. Step three, our force interrupts, then interrupts, boosts. But it goes down, down the chain. So I think she goes to the victory display. And looking at this, um, victory does say that when it is defeated is instead placed in the victory display. Right. Uh, as opposed to going anywhere else it could go. Okay. Yeah. It does say instead of its owner's discard pile, but when you think of other replacement effects... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you're hard-pressed, and you know you're going to win, but you take one extra attack, you didn't see what happened, and there's like five cards under zero tolerance, you can throw Jubilee under the bus and still make it. Right. Now in campaign, if she's in the victory display, um, you don't get her back ever again. If she's still in play at the end of the game, you get to keep her and she's, you know, you get to use her scenario to scenario. So, but you know what I love about this? Yeah, it it goes into the victory display, but it goes into the victory display with a minus one because you know what you did. <laughs> you know what you did, and it was wrong. Now, does victory display matter in this? No, it doesn't, Daniel. Yeah. I know, right? Like, neither is the fact that abduction protocols gives you victory two. two. I love two. that. Yeah. It's so enticing. You're like. Dude, guys, we made like nine XP in this one. <laughs> For nothing. And, yeah. It's yeah, weird. Huh. You oh, should oh still feel God. bad, though, when you get that minus one. Oh, oh yeah. Totally. yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right, well, we have talked a lot about hero cards. Uh, I'm feeling a little yeah, feeling, yeah, feeling a little unclean. So, but there's got to be more than just the cards we talked about last week in the Project Wide Awake. Like this is the scenario, right? Like it's got to be more. Yeah, there are, there are, there are nine encounter cards by title in this scenario. Nine. And, yeah, okay. that's so exciting. Yeah, and tonight we're do- we're only going to talk about seven more because we've already talked about a couple of the other ones. Let's let's dig into them here. I'll start us off with some Sentinel minions. Oh, good, there are minions in the deck. Uh, these are the Mark Four. Sentinel minions, and there are two of them. A two scheme, two attack, four hit points, Sentinel minion with guard and patrol. Nice. Special boost icon, put Sentinel Mark IV into play, engaged with you. Nice. Then it'll attack you. So, uh, I mean, they're basic minion, guard and patrol, four hit points. Pretty okay. Are, Are they what inspired Tony Stark to name his armors Mark whatevers? Who is marking first? I I don't know. Isn't that just a common thing? Is it? I mean, like, until Iron Man and these guys, I'd never heard of anything mark such and such for, like, a stage of development. I always thought it was, like, a generic military term. Could be. Could be. Or or at least a generic military movie term. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard it before. Oh, okay. But maybe I'm not watching the right movies. Uh, Maybe I'm just smarter than you. Well, that's <laughs> that, no, that's definitely that's not been it. Verified. 
No, I, I don't think that's Spelling right. does not have anything to do with intelligence. Ah, uh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, so don't worry about that. Oh, good, all right. No, no I don't <laughs> think that's um, So this is the only minion in the set, right? Right. I, I mean, you have to play Project... Uh, you have to play Zero Tolerance, which does come with some minions. Some minions, yeah. And they suggest you play the Sentinels, which also comes with right. minions. So if you're playing, you know, as suggested, you are adding it a you bunch. You got of lots of people. You got lots yeah. of bad guys. Yeah. 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 The guard and patrol, I think, are great. This slows down your ability to break these losers out of prison. Yeah, you need those, right? You you yeah. need some of these sentinels with those. Yeah. And it's far too often that a minion has guard only. And the heroes are like, eh, I'm mostly thwarting anyway. Like, I right. like seeing patrol specifically. Yeah. Yeah, there are, there are eight other minions, and none of them have guard. None of them have patrol. So these are the only two. There's only two of them, huh? Mm. Yep. But there's some other things they can get. These all these minions can get. So let's, let's take a look. I want to see some stuff. Okay. Go ahead, Will. So first in the list of additions, we have adaptive armor. This is an attachment. It's Sentinel Tech traded. Uh, Sentinel and Tech traded. Attached to the villain. The villain gets plus eight hit points. Ooh. As a hero action, you can spend three energy resources to discard this card. It also has a special boost. Boost, attach this card to the villain. So you are not getting away from your adaptive armor. Real world of playing this game, guys. Is three lightning bolts worth eight hit points? I mean, you can do that in a turn by playing a card that costs that resource. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth it or not. Unless, I guess if it comes out in the first version of him, right? Then it'll carry forward to the next, right? Yeah. And give give the next one eight hit points, but... So I'm going to make the counterpoint? Please do, because I'm a little befuddled. One energy is worth two hit points... According to Captain Marvel's ability. Okay. Captain Marvel has that energy blast, which for every energy you store into it deals two hit points. Right. Okay. Now, the advantage there is that you're supposed to be storing it. You know, it's supposed to be your runoff, but people build decks around that. Right. And this is eight for three. Even in this set, Jubilee, one energy resource can deal two damage. So... That's six hit points instead of eight. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's a, an amazing card. I think in solo it has far more impact than in a multiplayer game. Yeah, I almost wish that it had sort of a per-player ramp instead. Yeah. I can say in a multiplayer game, I would actually be actively trying to put this back into the deck before it shuffled so that I could get it again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Draw it, has no, it has no boost, really. Yeah. 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 And it's not actively doing something against the heroes it's a sort of a passive thing yeah so yeah this is far too much of a pass on the heroes from my perspective but there's only one in the deck okay okay well i can tell you there's two of the next card will and that's beam gauntlet beam it's an attachment with these sentinel and tech traits this also goes on the villain all right this gives the villain plus one attack but the villain's attacks gain piercing and ranged and as a hero action you can spend three fists to discard it um 
it has one boost icon and a special boost. Now, what's cool is that the special boost is not attached to this card. It's exhaust your identity. That's huge. Yeah. Love it. I think uh, you're like diving out of the way of the beam <laughs> for the exhaust yeah. your identity. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Now, is plus one attack with ranged and piercing worth the three physical resources? Yes. So the hero should just leave this out there. Agreed. (laughs) I think this is entirely dependent on the situation. Sure. You have to think of this as being released with Colossus. Right. Oh, yeah. And as the moment piercing comes out with Colossus, this has to go. That's a great point. Colossus only has a four hand size. So what are the chances that he has three fists? Right? Like, he's going to need some help. He needs that Hulk card. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Now, I agree with you. I think there are a lot of heroes that are just going to shrug this off um, and be glad that its boost is out of the deck. But when you see some of these, like, I'm I'm really banking on uh, relying on my toughness decks, that's, that's going to be a problem. Well, there are two of them, and there's no limit. They can shoot a beam out of both of their gauntlets as well. So they could have plus two attack and cost a lot more to remove. Um, I have I don't know if I've ever had both of them out at once though. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But a five but a five attack villain is no chump. Oh yeah. It, it's something especially you have to about. especially when you're not throwing allies under these attacks. So that's the other thing you need to think about with the attack bonuses, right? It's like mm-hmm. you're not jumping, so that's a that's a hit that's going to do almost half the, half the remaining hit points on most heroes. So, and you're not stunning, as we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. You're looking at either steady or stalwart. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a good card. I think it's a pretty good card. It, yeah. it makes you have to think, and I think the removal of it is tough enough to where it's not just an easy. You know, oh, I can just get rid of that, right? So, well, let me tell you about the last attachment in the deck, and this is Learning AI. It is a Sentinel and Tech traded card that also attaches to the villain, giving the villain plus one scheme. Ooh, it also gives the villain retaliate one. And can you guess how you get rid of it? No. No. Well, you have to spend three mental resources, and yeah. you can discard this card as a hero action. With the special boost, attach this card to the villain. Yeah. Yeah. So there's your nerds. Yeah. There's your nerd one. Uh, <laughs> plus one scheme and retaliate. That's it's cool. not like, yeah, it's like it works in both. You know, it's, yep. Yep. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and yeah, these, these attachments, when they're all on him and every game I played against this guy, these, there's a point in the game where he's wearing all three of these things for sure. Um, yes. So if he has learning AI attached, that's where adaptive armor becomes more of a choice, I think, because now he's got more hit points, which means he's doing more retaliate, which means he's yep. killing off your allies yep. quicker. You don't have them to block with. You don't want you know, right? You're already taking damage because yep. you're not blocking with them. Yeah. This is why I think this is kind of a hard scenario. It's the Voltron effect of the villain. So, but I get what, you know, Will saying that this is an easy one, but there can get, you can get into situations where, it's just not the right turn for your team. You've got the wrong cards. You've got like things, things can go sideways with a villain like this. You know, one, 
one extra activation, one that you just can't deal with. And he hits hard. So I'm wondering, uh, Daniel, a lot of my games were four player as well. And I think these cards don't hold up as strongly when you have four players there to, to get rid of them. Because one person chucking a little bit of their turn to get rid of yep. one of these cards yep. versus being the only player and having to chuck most of your turn to get rid of this card is a really big difference. Right. I'm always playing three-handed. Yeah, you know, you're right, though. I think it's, that is significant. Yeah. A multiplayer game like that, there's more of a chance that somebody actually has the resources. So, solo game, you just might not get the right but everything everything's scaling per player, and that's a wasted turn on some level, you know, like, or it's a reactive turn. It's not aggressive. So, well, there's still some cards left. Uh, what? Who is next? Yes. Who's next? We're not done. I think it's me. Go for so, it. There's two of these as well. This is the treachery mutant detected. Now, when revealed, choose. Place the top card of your deck face down under Operation Zero Tolerance, or the villain in each minion engages you, attacks you, even if you are in Alter Ego. Two boost, this is the card that can light you up. Excellent. Excellent card. Oh my goodness. And it's also the card that this encounter set absolutely has to have and the fact that there's two of them is even awesomer yeah it's like there's plenty of times where you're like i have to choose the first one i'm sorry everybody like yeah yeah you just have to right you're I, like i i can't take two hits you've already defended you're tapped out like yeah you could be you could be in alter ego form with no allies to block with or if you block with the ally they're going to go under zero tolerance anyways. anyway so right yeah so throw your shawarma under there. Yeah, you you have to have a card like this that just randomly throws one under the, the loss condition. Because otherwise, you know, you, you can really game can against game that. Easy. You can game yeah. easily, yeah. yeah. Um, I love this card. This is the, the defining card of the encounter set in my mind. Yeah. Now, the other thing, too, is, right, it's face down. I don't look. It goes face, face down on the top yeah. of my deck. It goes right down. You don't know what that card is. You're no like, Man. like, oh, I'm waiting for my whatever card it is, and you're never going to get to it because it's the card that's under there. You know, cheaty heroes like Mike would absolutely look at it before they put it under, right? No, I don't think Mike would. Mike totally would. He's, he's like the guy in Lord of the Rings that will like look at the you know discard pile to see how many of treacheries have come out. So, oh, okay. He likes him. So he would totally, he'd totally look. Mm. He'd All sneak right. a peek. Well, Will's replaced him, so Will wouldn't do that, right? Will would never do that. Absolutely, I would follow your suggestions and never do that. (laughs) (laughs) I like this guy. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know about anyone else, but I can hear the words mutant detected in the voice in my head. (laughs) Like, that robotic sound. I read it and I hear it. It's just so ingrained. Do, Do a version of it, Will. Let's hear it. Mutant detected. Oh, that's good. That's good. Like, it was such a defining cadence and off. Gives me chills. (laughs) (laughs) We're just such good villains. Well, let's see if we can keep one of those good villains still going. Will, there's another card for you to read. So, I I have to start this with a little bit of a protest because uh, recovering is for cowards. 
And I don't want to imply that the Sentinels would do anything like that. <laughs> but this it, this card is self-repair. Uh, it is a treachery. When revealed, discard each status card from the villain, give the villain a tough status card, and heal five damage from it. It also has a special boost. I do love seeing those. Give the villain a tough status card. Yeah. That's it, it, pretty now, good. <sighs> you'll never do the first sentence, because no one's ever going to put status cards on him. Well, his level one form, right? Where he's right. not steady or stalwart. But when you're playing expert, this card, that first sentence has almost no impact whatsoever on the game, right? In fact, it can only help you. It gets rid of the tough status card on him. Right. But then he, he gets another one. I'm sure right. he gets another one. But wouldn't it be yeah. greater if he had 20 of them? Because if he's stalwart, yeah, no, I don't know. That's, yeah. I know. But like, I'm just thinking it's still marginally weirdly helpful, like, or at least gives you. As a hero, like a, a little boost of something as you see the tough go away. And then it immediately returns. <laughs> and then you heal damage. Yeah. Look, he's not tough anymore. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's thematic, right? It's he's, okay. uh, yeah, he's shrugging it's... off whatever's on him. He heals damage. The problem is it's not heal five per player damage, which they never do. They never do. Um, they never do. And they must have a reason for it. So. No. And the real problem is that this should just have the special boost alongside of three boost icons. Right. Because how important is the tough when we have Wolfsbane, Jubilee, Boom yeah. Boom, Richter, right? Yeah, all these guys. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a breather for the heroes, I think. So I do like the art, because that, that sentinel is in it is bad cool. shape. But he's give him a minute. He's gonna have a little <laughs> <laughs> weld his arm back oh, on and then he's back in the game yeah. give me a minute yeah. he's got that one giant eye socket look like the Terminator I'll be back yep, yep. alright last card oh, gentlemen last card where's Mike it's an obligation yeah he's not here I'll do it for him All right. um, warn the others there's two of these obligation Forced response. After your turn ends, place this card face down under Operation Zero Tolerance. Alter ego action. Exhaust your identity. Discard this card. Two boost icons. Okay. So I obligation. I like it. I like it. it. You get it in the villain phase. So you have one player face to deal with it by flipping to alter ego and exhausting. Or it becomes a face down card for the loss condition. But if you're not chump blocking because you don't want allies to go under the yes. zero tolerance, you're Say exhausting you're, you're exhausting to defend. So when your turn comes around, you're exhausted, so you can't exhaust to warn ah. the others. Ah. <laughs> that is my all-time favorite part of this card. <laughs> or or maybe you you were able to defend Somehow you had a tough or something along those lines, but your boost card was Gauntlet Beam, which exhausted your identity. So uh, you are exhausted, anyways. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and what's also cool about this is, unlike other obligations, it doesn't leave the game. You know what I mean? Like, I want to jump in. I, I think one of the coolest aspects of this is that if you let it finish and it goes under Operation Zero Tolerance, it just left the encounter deck. 
So you are one card closer right, to yeah. every yeah. single turn. And I know that uh, when I'm seeing Dastardly Heroes build decks, it's all about thinning out that deck and getting the consistency over and over again. Mm-hmm. I, I love seeing things that thin out the encounter deck and make it even scarier to draw an encounter card. Mostly because I like to punish Starlord players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Daniel, what you're saying is it doesn't leave if you take the Alter Eagle action. Right, right, right. That's if, what I mean. Yeah, like, like a yeah. lot of other obligations, like, oh, I've dealt with it. It's gone. I, right. I took the, the you know, exhaust myself and Alter Ego hit to deal. Like, I wasted a turn to deal with it. No, nope. it'll come back. You're always warning the others. Yeah, the theme is perfect because you're like, I have to run and go tell them, right? I have to go, I have, I have to flip. I got. I mean, the flipping part's fine. You got to go and tell people. Here come the sentinels. Otherwise, it's too late, right? Right. And this um, is why this is a difficult solo and and scenario because if both these things hit you in the wrong time, I mean, that's two thirds over, right? Right, or one half over, right? So you don't have you don't have a lot of leeway after that. I will say, I really wish this was part of Operation Zero Tolerance, so that yes. I could slide it in. With Operation Zero Tolerance, uh, especially if we were going to run something like uh, Kang. Oh, fascinating. Now, you could just do it. put it in there. It probably should be part of that set, right? Yeah. Um, you would the, think because it references the actual card. Right. I think the reason it's not is because it, it can't guarantee that Operation Zero Tolerance is out in play except for in Project Wide Wake because it is in play at the start of the game and it has permanent. Very so true. what what would this card do if you were just playing Operation Zero Tolerance and that side scheme wasn't in play? It wouldn't do anything. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are playing, like it's a fun little challenge, if you play Operation Zero Tolerance modular set, start with that in play as a permanent and shuffle these two cards into the deck as well. Right. So that's a fun little... You know, actually, would that be the case? Or would it just sit there until Operation Zero Tolerance came out? Oh, you might be right. Because the Fort's response is what actually removes it from play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could always do your alter ego action, but yeah. It gives you a lot more time to warn the others, yeah. You're like, hey, the Sentinels are... Oh, they're in the next state over, but they're coming! Uh... You could actually use snail mail then. Yeah. You could do your Paul Revere ride. <laughs> the sandals are coming. The sandals are coming. When? Oh. Eh. Uh, At some point in the near future. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. Well, what do we think? Right, it's a lot of cards and lots of, a lot of scenario. And we've kind of been talking about it as we go. Yeah. Um, I... You know, as written with the two modular sets, you can have like 10 minions, I think, total. There's a lot of robots running around this one. Right. Um, there's some boost to the villain. There's the real fun zero tolerance, uh, extra loss condition. And the main scheme is going to play off of the loss condition. Um, yeah, you get some heroic cards, some player cards, which does feel thematic, at least, right? You are saving these characters while you're playing um i like the scenario i do i don't think it is the hardest one but i think it can snowball out of control you can get the wrong minions at the wrong time and you know it, it, it can do its thing yeah i think it's really hard to, to 
look at this one in a vacuum of its own encounter set. Um, like when you think of that Sentinels modular, mm-hmm. it, it's the thing I think that most changes this scenario to me. Right, because that's that's four Sentinel minions. That's two targeted yeah. for eliminations. That's a relentless robot side scheme. Right, there's a lot of extra cards that adds. Yeah, and that makes sense in it. I just, yeah, as its own scenario pack, it's a little weak, I think. Yeah, I agree with Will. This is a, a somewhat easy scenario. But when you put the things in that you're supposed to be, it's supposed to put in, I think it's hard. I think it's, I, I found it to be a challenging scenario. It's also a little disappointing that, you know, one of the, the my favorite parts of exploring the villains is not just playing out the villains, but then mixing them in with other encounters. Um, and to me, it doesn't feel like you're playing Project Wide Awake without running Sentinels. Like, I, even the other encounter sets in this box, I'm not certain how much I would mi- mix in to Project oh, Wide Awake. Yeah, I have played it um, with Board Game Lawyer in campaign mode where we're, we've taken out all the suggested modular sets and we're shuffling in random hood modular sets. And we got the Streets of Mayhem, which has the locations, um, the different real estate places. And that was kind of interesting because it was like, where are the Sentinels chasing us? Are we in the warehouse? Are we in the back alley? And it that made it in fact, much easier because it was like, everybody gets plus one attack and we're like, oh, well, we're just going to smash stuff. Um, And we managed to keep, you know, the minions down or whatever it was. So, yeah, it doesn't, it's odd because it's only one modular set that you can mess it with it. But you're right, it loses some of the theme. It's hard to say. You got to get a letter grade. What do you give it? As written. This encounter set in a vacuum? No, like with with the suggested... With zero tolerance and sentinels. I like it. I find it really challenging and interesting. And there's a lot of moving parts, but not too many that it's fiddly and gross. Like, you know, certain things with, with, you know, types of gauntlets that have colored gems in them. Um, I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay. Will? I'm waffling between a B minus and a C plus. Because, like, it's not a scenario that I'm upset if somebody wanted to bring to the table. But I can tell you that if I was to grab maybe 10 of my scenarios to go to a convention, I wouldn't even look at this because it doesn't have the replayability. Oh, interesting. Um, and to me, like, I look at those scenarios like Hood or anything out of the Mojo pack. And uh, I look at those and say, these are the ones that I want to bring with me everywhere. And that knocks it out of an A tier for me, regardless. I also don't feel the need to go back to this very often. Like, I think I once you get through your first playthrough, you've probably gotten through most of the playthroughs you're going to get with this. I see what you're saying about the replayability. It, it You are not going to switch out the modulars too often. Like Crossbones, right? You can put in three modular sets. Any three work. You can combo them off. Um, this one loses a little bit when you're trying to do that, but... I th- I think it's I still think it's a solid. It's still fun and it's still very nostalgic. So theme is A plus. Wilson makes a lot of sense to me. I want to downgrade to a B. <sighs> I get that because like it without the mods that it comes like even my favorite space pirates aren't going to make this better or change it enough. Ooh, 
Would they, though? That's a lot of minions who are stealing cards from you, and this set's stealing cards from you. But it's not a lot of... Well, I mean, it's a lot of minions, but you've taken all the Sentinel minions out and replaced it with other minions, so it's not more. It's just different. Yeah, different minions. Um, but, But this set, this does not rely on Sentinel minions, per se, like... Master Mold coming up says yeah. Sentinel minions specifically do something. This is just anybody who kills an ally is a good, you know, it's, it's helpful. So, True. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Mike's not here. Maybe, uh, maybe Daniel. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Well, first off, I want to thank Will for hanging out with us for a week. Thank you so much. What a delight to be with you. Absolutely. It's been such a great time. And uh, yeah, it was it was really great hanging out in the lair. Uh, I will always have a piece of the lair with me, uh, you know, in my heart. Put that back. Put that back. And, uh, <laughs> well, if it's Mike's toothbrush, he can keep it. Criminal, criminals. Jeepers. Actually, no. Can you keep... leave Mike's toothbrush behind after you've used it so much? That'd be great. Oh yeah, no. Uh, the, the toothbrush, the toothbrush he can have back as well as, well as the deodorant. Like really, this stuff's all great. You know what, Will? Um, feel free to take like, one of the kitchen towels. What what kitchen towels? Great. Dan, you have to buy new ones. Oh, my God. Hurry up and read the outro before he steals anything else. All right. Before Will <laughs> takes anything more, you yeah. can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel or Patreon by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane. Big Foam Loaf and Funky Monkey Monk. Now, if you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Iceman, take us out. If we don't get to our friends first, they'll be captured for sure!